to blog or not to blog? That's the question for today. Listen to today's podcast to see whether blogging is right for you. This is Antics of the Speech Chick with Melissa Warden. Ramblings of a traveling SLP about therapy, business, and everything in between. Sprinkled with some glitter and a little pink. Hey there, you guys. I hope the new year is treating you good. If you're listening to this the day this podcast episode came out, it is January 25th. We are almost through the first month of 2019. That is crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's get down to business today. The burning question is, do I need a blog? And my answer is maybe. Um, It kind of depends on what you want to use your blog for. And I've got all of this in my show notes as a blog. So if you miss anything or if you want to reread something or whatever, you can always go to my website and look up Antics of the Speech Speech Chick show notes and it'll all be there. This is chapter six. I'm going to address it from two different aspects as a private therapist and then as a TPT store owner. So first we're going to talk private therapist. I started a blog as a private therapist as a way to let parents know what we were doing in speech therapy. And I started my blog way back when on blogger as a free blog just to see If it was something that I was going to like to do and want to keep up with and that sort of thing. A lot of the kiddos that I see are in daycares. And so I don't get that constant every day or every session contact with the parents. And I don't like for them to feel like they are on the outskirts of things and don't know what's going on. So the way I did it was I just blogged what we did in our sessions. If we did an articulation activity, I shared it and had pictures of it. If we did a language activity, I shared it. Of course, had pictures. I posted the books that we read, um, you know, different ways that they could use the activity at home as, a, as an extra practice uh, opportunity. This, that was just how I started my blog. I had no intentions of really making it anything bigger than that. And then I would share it on my Facebook page because some of the parents that, um, that I have they are, they liked my Facebook page or whatever. And then sometimes I would share it on my personal one as well. But then I noticed that my SLP friends and other SLPs were reading the blog. So now it's kind of changed a little bit to where it's not just for my speech kiddo parents. Now it's for other parents. It's for SLPs. It could be for teachers. Um, Just kind of depends. I will say blogging is very hard to keep up with. It is something that if you want to do it, you're going to have to be consistent. Everything that you read on Pinterest as far as blogging and all that kind of stuff is stay consistent. And that's what I struggled with. I still struggle with it sometimes. But for this year, I've kind of sat down and made a plan of what kind of blogs I want to write, what kind of things I want to address. And it's in a notebook and I can go to it and I can pick a topic and write the blog and then check it off and write down when I posted it and that sort of thing. So pretty much the thing is you want to ask yourself, you want to ask yourself two things. What's the purpose for your blog and can you keep up with it? Can you do it consistently? 
whether it's one time a week or once a month or twice a month, can you keep up with that kind of schedule? And if you can, then go for it. Um, another positive for having my blog on my website is I will have new clients, parents call and say, hey, I just read your blog and I love what you do in therapy. I think you'd really, you'd be a good fit for our family. Would you consider, you know, do you have an opening to see my child? That kind of stuff. So it's also good advertisement. But again, if you can't keep up with it, don't worry about doing it. Don't add it to your list of things that you've already got to do because it's not really something you have to do. But I do like the fact that my blog serves as kind of a marketing source that I really wasn't expecting. So that's my take on blogging as a private therapist. It's up to you, basically. If you want to take the commitment and you want to um, have a purpose for it, then get after it. If you don't have time for it, don't do it. Don't worry about it. Now, my answer is a little different for a blog for a TPT store owner. I would say, yes, you need a blog, most definitely. Whether it's Blogger, whether you get on WordPress, whether you get on GoDaddy and you have a complete website, that is all up to you. But you need a website, without a doubt. This is the perfect place for you to showcase all of your materials in one spot. You can show how they're used. You can show how they're assembled. You can write articles of how you've used them in your speech therapy session. It's perfect. Um, I do write a post a week that is basically a theme review of what we, it started out as what we did for the week. And now since there's, since I've, you know, accumulated so many posts. Now it's a kind of a preview of what we're going to do. And I always add the links to my stuff that I'm using, whether it's in my store or whether it's in somebody else's store. I want to make sure I give them the proper credit because they just made something super awesome that I'm using in my sessions that week. And so within that review post, I have, like I said, the links to all my TPT stuff that you can use. There's also pictures a little short description of what they are that may go into more detail than what I have um, in my description on my TPT store. And then once you write that blog post, then you pin it to Pinterest and there's you another marketing ex exposure that you really weren't planning. So that could be, you know, more sales for you. It, it, you know, that's how I look at it is I'm getting my stuff out there more than just on the TPT site. It's on my site. It's on Pinterest. It's on my social media, all that kind of good stuff. But I will say that if blogging is really not your thing, like you have trouble sitting down and writing something and taking the pictures for it and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it, creating the graphic, there's a lot that goes into creating a blog post. Um, I get on Canva, I make my picture, you know, I make my graphic, I make sure I've taken my pictures for it, make sure they're decent pictures, that's so, still something I'm working on. You know, you got to make sure that you um, spell check everything, you grammar, you go through and grammar check everything, all that kind of stuff. So some people prefer a vlog, that's a blog with a V, so that means it's a video blog basically. And so you can just sit down in front of your video camera, your phone, whatever, and talk about your products. And that's, that is your blog in an essence. You can publish it to YouTube, share it on your social media, and boom, everybody can find it. 
I don't like to do that because oftentimes I'm writing blog posts at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday when the house is super quiet or I'm writing one at night when the house is super quiet and I might not want everyone to see me in my pajamas and super ridiculously messy hair and my glasses. So that's just my preference. You gotta make sure that when you do those blogs that you look presentable because you are marketing not only your products, but you're marketing yourself as well. So um, that's my take on that. But then you need to make sure if you do a vlog that you make sure to share everything to your YouTube channel or to your social media from your YouTube channel so that everybody can find it. So you gotta make sure you post the link, all that kind of stuff, and then be sure to post to your Pinterest boards. So you see where I'm going here. Whether you do a video blog or a written blog, everything needs to be shared because nobody's going to find that blog if you don't share it. So if you don't put it in your Instagram stories or on your feed or in your Facebook feed or on your Pinterest account and then pin it to your group boards if you're in any groups, that way everything is getting seen. If you just write a blog post and hit publish and you don't share it, Nobody's going to be able to find it, so no, it's not helping you at all. So you might as well have not even written one to start out with. So in conclusion for today, as a private therapist, it's up to you whether you need a blog. As a TPT owner, I would almost 100% say yes every single time you need one. And I hope that when you start one that you tag me or you send me a link so that I can go check it out and um, pat you on the back and say, woohoo, you did it, good job. I'm so proud of you. And make sure that you, um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going with all this, sorry you guys, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a week. It's been a, it's been a fun, busy, hectic, um, not really sure where I'm going type week. You ever have those weeks? And I'm really, really glad that today is Friday and then I only have a handful of kids this morning and then I'm done. And so I can kind of like reset my brain and get myself going again. Um, so I hope you guys have had a fabulous week and I will, I guess, stop rambling and end the podcast. So if you need any help or you need um, anything that you would rather read than listen to, definitely go over to my blog and find the show notes. It's chapter six. Do I need a blog? And check them out there. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the antics of a speech chick. If you want to follow me more, you can find me on Instagram at speech chick therapy. You can find me on Facebook at speech chick therapy. And you can find me on TPT at guess what? Speech chick therapy. Thank you.